Number nine. Number nine. The following takes place between 9 p.m. and 10 p.m. You know, I mean, the show certainly missed a golden opportunity to go meta. If they were going to have Mustache die in his own home, he could have ended up having a brawl with Boudreaux in the bat, and it got to the bathroom, and then all of a sudden he could have been killed by a, a razor. shaving razor. Yeah, yeah, which would have been funny. But I, I mean, you know, I'm just saying. And he's um, killed by glass. Yeah. Uh, in 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 this very somber uh, episode of Twenty Four Living Another Day. Was it somber, somber? because? No, it's not. It's just because you know of of that man's uh, g- glorious facial hair um, is now lost. Yeah, I mean, maybe he appears for a minute in the finale as a corpse or something, but uh, or, or there's there's always the previous lease. Yeah, I'm kind of that's true. I'm kind of sad he's not going to be around anymore. I sort of liked him as as a villain, and just that mustache was impressive. Every shot of him should be. Um, just of his mustache. Yeah, it was it was an impressive piece of facial mane. That's for sure. Facial mane. So the, this was what episode eleven, David. Episode eleven, or you know, the penultimate episode of Twenty Four: Live Another Day, Day Nine, Season Nine, Event Series. Uh, is there anything else we're calling it? It's twice. No, some people actually are calling it Twenty Four: Live Another Day, Season One. <laughs> How about, sure. How about nine? How about nine eleven? Okay. Uh, ah, well, that's clever. I, I, you know, I wasn't even trying to make any type of <laughs> it, reference or inference there. I just, you know, we've been saying nine eight, nine nine, nine ten. This happens to be nine eleven. Yes. Uh, which, but, which sort of spawned the series as we know it, sort of. Sort of. Uh, but anyway, uh, so there's one more episode left of twenty four, maybe. There's definitely one more episode left of 24, Live Another Day, Live another or day. day 9. Uh, and uh, you're here for Cast Another Day with Austin and David. I'm David. Austin, say hello. Hello. Austin, say Renee Walker. Renee Walker cut off thumb. Okay, should we keep doing this? Uh, I just keep telling you to say something and then, you know, you say it. See if I will say it. Or we could play word association. So we could say... Um, Visionary. Chang. Okay. Anyway. Uh, well, um, Jack's father, really. But I associate Chang with that line. Your, your father's a visionary. You sh- what was it? You should be grateful. You should be thankful. Your grandfather's a visionary. You should be grateful for the opportunity. <sighs> Fucking Chang. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, Chang certainly had a lot uh, going on in this episode. What did you think about the episode overall? I, I really... Really liked it. Um, what was the episode that um, pe- that some people were like somebody was saying was like the best one? I think it was the last one, right? Uh, well, people have said that about nine seven, nine eight, and nine nine, and I'm sure right. I'm sure nine five also has its uh, its fans. Yeah, I, I just I, I think this was at I think the the subject line of my notes to you in my email was holier shit because the previous email was holy shit. So. That's true. It's just been, you know, for the and I guess for the season as a whole so far, it's just been at such a such an entertaining level, you know. And I'm not gonna jump the gun and say, oh, this this is this is of the upper echelons, you know, because it's too. It I I feel like we need to see the whole season to see that and and make an evaluation. But this has certainly been more, much more than worth the risk of ooh, if they bring it back, is it gonna be good? This has been 
beyond my expectations, I, I will actually say. Like, back in the beginning of the series, I was like, all right, you know, I'm glad it's back. Uh, it, this makes me feel warm and fuzzy, and, you know, I'm glad to have this show back. I'm not so sure that it's great, but I'm glad that it's back. And and with the the last, you know, this this kind of big stretch of great episodes, I think we're back at a level of, like, you're damn right, it's back. Like, it is back. It has been back, um, you know, in, in top form. Um, and this episode just kind of cements that, for me, at least, so far. Okay, um, so you were very, very high on, on this I, particular I was hour. enjoying it a lot. You know, and, and you know, maybe upon, because I didn't get to do a second viewing, but maybe upon a second viewing, I might be like, oh, hmm, you know, this is kind of dumb, or this is kind of, you know, annoying. And there's, there is one thing that I think you and I both think is a little eh. Uh, from this episode that that we can discuss later, but like overall, like while I was watching it, it was just pure enjoyment. The same as with the previous episode. The same as with the Heller non-death. Well, the the actual active activity of the Heller he sacrifice died. episode. The Heller sacrifice episode. Yes, we're gonna know. have to come up with a uh, with a name for that episode that sort of um, right. explains it. I mean, and, and Heller is willing to sacrifice himself, but doesn't ends up not having to. Is way too long <laughs> right yes <laughs> oh this is it really fast but yeah just just so entertaining um and i thought that um i don't know if it was better than last week well yeah better than last week's episode yet again because i haven't seen it a second time but it was certainly um you know on par with it at some point uh, at most points i should say um and if I end up coming away from it feeling that it was, you know, a little bit worse, a little lower in quality, it, it would be only by a, a smidge. Um, I thought that, you know, putting aside the twists for a second, because you're always going to have twists, just the the reactions throughout that episode um, from, you know, the major characters involved in the lore, you know, the, the, the Cheng lore, um, the uh, bet- between him and Jack and him and Audrey and the way that, like, they react to his presence and the discovery of his presence in, you know, um, uh, just great little touches and obvi- and, and overt and subtle touches in the episode that, that just made me enjoy it more. Um, people getting their comeuppance is always fun. Um, and, and, and we'll discuss who gets their, who, whose uppance comes in this episode in a bit. But, you know, j- just a lot of things to like about this episode, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with you. There were a lot of things to like. And I'll also say, uh, I've now watched the episodes twice. Yeah. And it definitely holds up nicely on a second viewing. Good. Um, I liked the episode a lot. I wasn't as high on it as you were. And I had a couple issues with it. And those issues weren't as problematic on the second run through. Uh, mm-hmm. My issues were, it felt like, they really were racing through a lot of story as if, you know, maybe there was 80 minutes of story that they had to deal with in 60 minutes. Mm. And this was probably the first time the entire Live Another Day season that I felt they were a bit hamstrung by the shorter episode order. And Mm. think, you know, they just, a, a lot, a lot of things were happening and sometimes happening too quickly where moments didn't land and weren't built to as nicely. Now, the, the moments that happened were all quite good, which is why on a second watch, the, that issue is less, less of one. Um, and, you know, I felt that, you know, maybe there was one twist too many he, here or there. Uh, but yeah, there yes. was a, there was a lot of strong stuff. 
in, in this hour. It was certainly a very good episode of the show. And I think the most important thing any penultimate episode of a season can do is to set up a strong finale. And this episode definitely set up a strong finale. Right. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Um, I mean, it should, it should, st- it should exist on its own and be good on its own, but. Right. Let, I mean, there, there's always the chance it could have been the greatest episode in TV history, but set up a horrible finale. Yeah. Um, so. It like, it like pulls dual duties, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and, and penultimate episodes, uh, can be, can be tricky. For, for a show with a continuing story that clearly wants to leave a lot for the finale, uh, but has its own job to do as an episode. And certainly they left a lot for the finale because quite a few people are saying, how in the world are they going to tie this up in one out? Right. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I got that reaction certainly from, from friends. It's like, oh my God, there's only one left. How are they going to do it? And they'll do it. <laughs> they have a track record. Of... Yeah, I mean they 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 have it planned out, so they they shouldn't really screw this one up in the not being able to tie the storyline up, right? And right. or do it, but in a really ham-fisted way, right? And uh, you know we're probably getting a little ahead of the discussion here, but I also don't feel that this finale uh, has any more to do than say other season finales. Of the show, no, Go, no going into I, their uh, last episode. Yeah, and 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 I think that is um, that is the result of of you know I think you just mentioned it, but the ability to work things out and plan things and and, and you know really set set uh, set set a good pacing for these twelve episodes and just have everything planned out, you know. Right. Uh, so let me ask you, whether or not one, do you think the following twist was planned out, and two, do you like the twist? Uh, so Chang is working with mustache. Yes, I. He can't grow facial hair on his own, so nope. he outsources. I can, but it comes in patches. Um, as 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 one of Chang's potential kin, uh, I I can speak for his inability to, or his supposed Judge Ito could grow a fancy beard. But as in Lance I... Ito from the OJ trial, is that correct? Okay, just making um, sure I got that reference. That that was a powerful Asian beard. Um. Oh, wait, 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 I... wait, wait, bonus, Let, let's just do some OJ trivia, oh, okay? <laughs> can you name the two prosecutors? 20 years later, can you name them? Uh, the prosecutors? No. Well, I mean, obviously you could name the two main lawyers, right? Yeah. I don't think I could name them as the thing was going on without being like, oh, let me look it up in the newspaper, because we didn't have Google back then. Yeah. Uh, I believe their names were Marshall, Marsha Clark and oh, right. Christopher Darden. I believe those were their names. The, the, okay, that is that now does sound familiar. Um, Marsha Clark being more familiar than Darden, but yes. Um, but yeah, I, do I think it was planned? Yeah, I think that I think that everything in this season was planned to a certain extent, at the very least, because they had the time to do it. Do uh, does it feel something that 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 has that organic feel? Maybe not, and that's what I think you were referring to. Or one of the things you're referring to when you mentioned that, you know, it, 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 it felt a little bit hamstrung by the 12-episode length. Like, you know, things are just kind of rushing together. Um, I could see that being levied against this twist. And I think that both you and I, um, well, you used this phrase. I was thinking it. Maybe it was a twist too many. Um, is it plausible? Sure. It makes perfect sense. You know, there's there's no reason to think, 
oh, this is kind of forced because it, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, it um, makes a ton of sense, both from a plausibility perspective, uh, a character perspective, and motivation, uh, yeah. a motivation perspective, a plotting perspective. I mean, Chain just showed up. So, and mustache has been lurking for quite some time, and he's always yep. had a certain shadiness to him behind his mustache. Right. So we don't know what else he's been up to this season. I feel like it was one twist too many. Ultimately, it's a harmless twist. Yeah, it's also harmless a, is the word I used for it too. Yeah, it's also a little bit co- convenient of a twist from a plotting standpoint of, oh, well, Jack, you know, has to catch up to Chang. Well, how's he going to catch up to Chang? Well, if Chang's working with Mustache, Jack can catch up to Chang. Yeah. So it, it felt that way a little bit to me. Um, I don't know exactly how planned... Uh, it was, we'll probably never know the answer to that. Uh, it certainly didn't feel that they came up with it so late in the game, like right. when Graham Bauer was revealed to be Jack's brother. I don't think that was something that they planned when they were writing season five. Right. Agreed. Which is fine. They don't have to plan everything. Um, yeah. It was just a little bit of, oh, two things are happening. At the same time, wow, that's crazy. Jack's got to deal with that. Oh, the two things became one thing. Yeah. And, you know, that's allowing us to speed through the story or take a bit of a, a shortcut. I don't think it was the most artful twist that Live Another Day has done this season. But ultimately, it's one that I can yeah. can buy and, and get behind and not yeah. haggle over. It's yeah, just something that I'll point out was, okay. So and, 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 it, and it is really because it's kind of harmless, you know, in that nature. But I, you know, I, I definitely, it, c- it could have definitely taken a turn where you're sitting there going like, oh, really? Like, oh, that's, that's, and, and we're already sitting here going, that's a little too convenient. But again, I agree. It's, it's kind of harmless. By the way, um, I do have Millian in the room who is watching the episode as we're recording, which I th- which I think will make some for, I hope for she some. Blur- I hope she blurts out something. That is why. Uh, we were doing it this way. <laughs> it was actually her idea. So okay, I hope maybe she blurts there... out like Strahovski. Maybe there will. She's, she's not going to say that. I don't think she knows her name. But I think there will be some. I hope there will be some entertaining exhortations throughout. Um, but yeah. So mustache twist, mustache twirl, mustache twist. You know, I, is he a mustache? I don't know if I'd go so far as to call him a mustache twirler. No, no, not him. I'm not him. saying you. I'm not saying you were calling her that. It's yeah. Just... But to uh, answer the question, I agree. I agree with you. I wouldn't call him that. It's just he—he he, he is who he is. He's, you know, he is a, a, a covert intelligence guy. Um, which and, we didn't know until yesterday, or until the episode aired, rather. Uh, of course, Jack Bauer knew it. Yeah, and that made for a great moment, which we'll get to in a sec. But definitely, right? Made that moment. that that made for a good moment. So that's what's going on with with mustache. That that was that was the big thing with him. Uh, what else happened that was quite massive in importance here? The, I think the, are you talking about events or perhaps, or anything like No, reveals? just w- within, within the mustache, uh, Chang Cause, story twists. Cause, yeah, because I was going to say just Chang being there and, and both of them discovering his presence and what, and the kind of like, um, trauma yes great reactions by Kiefer sutherland and kim raver and if you watch the episode again you might see this little moment where after heller gets off the phone with jack he's a father first before a president he goes over to check on if audrey's okay and i liked i liked that moment uh a lot so yeah so that that's really the um 
that's what's going on with Chang. That was big twist number one. Uh, big twist number two was the Chang and Audrey twist at the end. Yes, that one. Were you shocked? Um, I was not shocked when the scene began. Was when I when it, so you know I wasn't expecting that to happen going into the episode. But then once they set that scene up, you know they and I'm not complaining because you know it, it definitely you know actually added to it by making me suspense, uh, giving me the air of suspense. But okay, so you they like definitely the fact that it was foreboding. It. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. But you know, but but I will say that yes, they did kind of telegraph it. The music was eerie. They were meeting outside in not in broad daylight because it was at night, but in broad street lamp light. You know, um, I, I I just don't trust that when when you have some some important stuff to share. Again, though, how could she have known? So you know, I I, I don't I don't hold that against them. Sure. But, you know, yeah. you look at that scene. You look at the way it's set up. You're like. Oh boy! Either this Asian lady is going to be a murderer, or like she's going to get taken down, uh, and that, something is going to happen. And that's like, kind as of I was what I thought it, would happen. I thought the um, Audrey's friend might turn on her as I was watching the scene. Yeah, and I think I think I texted you. I was just like, either I texted you, or I wrote it in my notes as I was emailing it to you. I was just like, I, I don't like this. Like something's going to happen. Like I don't trust her. I didn't trust the lady. Um, and then it happened. And and I'm not going to say, like, oh, it ruined the shock, because actually I value the tension over just a shock for shock. Sake. Sure. Some, sometimes te- sometimes uh, tension and foreboding is just as effective as surprise. Yeah, which is why I ultimately liked the scene, and, and because I, I, you know, I was sitting there on pins and needles. Um, yeah, I, I like enjoyable. I liked the scene as well. I thought Kim Raver sold the hell out of that, that moment. You know, just how she turned frozen the second Chang got on that phone— and the way she sat back down, I thought that was a great moment for Kim she, Raver. She did such. I, I thought a this was a great job. episode for Kim Raver. Yes. Um, because she has that scene w- with Jack that I guess we'll talk about a, a little later. Uh, mm-hmm. that was pretty stunning. So, so yeah, so that probably sets up some type of uh, end game for the finale. But yeah, Chang is bad. Chang is um, he really just wants to fuck shit up for every single character. That we like. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, you know he he kidnaps Chloe. Uh, I mean he killed Adrian Cross, so that was probably you know that was a feather in his in his cap. Yeah. Um, but he kidnaps Chloe. You know he uh, is going to hold her hostage. He's done what he's done to Audrey. He's doing it again. He's now working with Mustache. We also got confirmation as to what Chang's motivation yes. was. So it was. Um, I don't like how he played that. Oh, I thought yeah, I thought that was great. I mean, it was more more or less along the lines of what we expected. With uh, he's now against China. We were not correct in thinking. Oh, this all started as a result of what he did in season six. You know, it, you know the way Jack explained it. It's something to do with uh, Chang making a power grab when the political landscape changed in yeah. China sometime after the season six finale. Um, so I thought that was. That was kind of cool, and again, Chang working with with the Russians makes sense. Man, the twenty four writers have it out for Russians. Seasons five, six, eight, and nine have all had Russian baddies. That's uh, a good. Uh, five, yeah, five, six. Yeah, five, six, eight, nine. Yeah, I thought you skipped six for a second there. No, six. I, I'm six. I'm just conditioned to ignore six, even. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, five, the six, Russians eight, were ultimately nine. behind the events of season eight and season nine. Uh. I'm trying to think of any others. 
Well, they weren't behind the events ultimately in five or six. So. No. Uh, one was not Russian. They were Serbian. So if, if before our one listener writes and says, hey, what about the Drazens? No, Serbians. Um, yeah, five, six, eight, nine, I guess. Um, yeah, they have, they, have it, they have it out for them. So um, who knows? Um, maybe like Howard Gordon's son is getting picked on by some Russian bully or something. <laughs> He cut off thumb. Maybe. I hope. I hope no. I hope he didn't cut off uh, Cap Gordon's thumb. <laughs> uh, let let let's let's take like a sixty second sidebar. So Russians, Chineses, Americans, Serbians. Um, Syed Ali was Saudi Arabia, or or which, or 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 is it just a fictional country? Uh, Syed Ali was from an unnamed, unspecified country. Uh, Islamic. Or Arabic country. Okay, Kamistanis, which is a fictional but named mm-hmm. country in the Middle East. Uh, Mexicans, Sangalans, British. British. Uh, the Araz family was from Turkey. They didn't ah. say where Marwan was from, but yeah. you could make some inference that that was a uh, a Turkish villain. Yeah, and and the terrorist who blew up the bus was of Asian. Descent. Uh, I actually think he looked a little Asian, but it's he implied m- later that he was is is he is Islamic. There, there is a large uh, con- uh, Muslim contingent in many Southeast Asian countries. Actually, okay. Uh, you you got some in the Philippines. You've got some in um, uh, what's Jakarta? The cat Indonesia, mm-hmm. Malaysia. Um, that's what I got from that. Is that he was one of those? Um. Very interesting. I, I just want to take that sidebar to see what the diversity of the villains are because a lot of people see, you know, a terrorist show and they're like, oh, it's a show about America versus Arabs and, like, they, they just want to pick on the Middle East. And it's like, well, no, actually, we do a lot of bad stuff ourselves in this show. So, yeah, I mean, ulti- you know. ultimately, it's often revealed that, you know, a bunch of shady white people are yeah. b- behind the the day's events. Uh, you know, so, you know, seasons two had that. Five had that, six had that in part, seven had that in part. So, you know, yeah, just just, just some food for thought. The protagonist's own family, for one, you know, in terms of just, you know, white guys doing shady shit. And the less said about that, the better. Yes. <laughs> um, so that's um, Cheng and Audrey. Yeah. Um, and then, speaking of Audrey, we've got her husband... Who's up and uh, has come of sorts? Um, yes, it, it it has. So yeah, there was some good drama with Jack, Audrey, and Mark this week. Um, and my favorite, really, my favorite part of that whole episode uh, was when Jack called Audrey in the middle of it and, mm. "Hey, Audrey, it's Jack. <clears throat> Kill him." That that line delivery by Kim Raver was so good. It was a nice callback to when she wanted Jack to kill Henderson. Back in season five, episode nineteen, when uh, Heller drove himself off the cliff, right, and Audrey right. thought Heller was dead, and Audrey completely lost it. This time, it was just a very calm, dark kill yeah. him. That gave way to a, a more tender conversation between Jack and Audrey, which I thought was good. You had Jack confronting Mark. That was that was great. Um, so I, I don't know. Let, let's tackle Jack and Jack and Mark first. So Jack finds out. Uh, that the Russians are working with Mark. Jack goes to confront Mark along with Heller. Uh, 
And Heller also played that scene great, or Devane played that scene great when he found out about Mark, and Mark, he yeah. immediately didn't didn't want to hear it. You know, he just <laughs> stood over Mark. All right, accepted no defense wh- that whatsoever. That was a good double team. Yeah, that that was terrific. He w- immediately arrested <clears> him for for treason. All right, you could see just the absolute disappointment in Heller's eyes. And first, he you know was allowing Mark to even um, defend himself, which Mark wasn't able to do. And Tate Donovan was so good in that scene. Oh yeah, you could just see him weighing out everything, what he should or shouldn't say. Then he stands in front of Heller and says, my job is to get my hands dirty so yours are clean. That was great. I loved how he gave his reasoning for signing the rendition form Yep. and left out the whole Jack Audrey <laughs> component of it, right. which had that- to intensify his reasoning. But, you know, if you think It was not his third, only reasoning, yeah. No, I, I really think his primary reason was that he considered Jack to be an absolute criminal. And he doesn't want Jack anywhere near his wife. And he thought Jack was out to kill Heller and his, you know, possibly his wife. And all of that was happening in the first three episodes before they found out that Jack was doing good. And, you know, Mark said to hell with it. And, you know, I've spoken many times on this podcast about wondering if it was, you know, a bridge too far for Mark to sign their rendition order. And I thought that this pretty much... uh quelled all of my concerns about that. I thought the motivation and the perspective that Bedreau gave was was good enough, str- strong enough. It was it was believable. Uh it was there was some complexity to it because you know about the Audrey yep. side of it and again him leaving that out brought further complexity to it and that was uh you know that was just again really Really good stuff, and then Jack, of course, says, "Oh, we can turn him, um, and we can well, we can turn this into our advantage. So let me do it." And Heller basically says, "Good, I don't yeah, care. Take him, take this, him. This guy sucks." Uh, and both of us, I know, we we spoke about this during the week. We were surprised that Mark lived. I totally thought this was going to be Jack. I thought he's going to die. Another yeah. one of Audrey's husbands killed. Yeah. <laughs> Man, no one has really. Audrey has some awful, awful days. <laughs> he is cursed. Um, yeah. Now, so I yeah. So, what did you think about all that? I I liked it. Uh, I, th- there was something. Um, and, and no, obviously he could not truly defend himself, or or at least I I will say did not succeed in justifying his actions to the people who were, you know, upset at him for what he did. But I just like the way that he pulled off those scenes and the way that he you know. Uh, you you see the faces he made when he realized, uh oh, the shit's about to hit the fan. And yes, he did. There was a comical kind of like, ha ha, look at him squirm. Sure. But in the heat of the moment, when it came time for him to say to to stand up and say, this is why I did it. You know, it was it, there was very little like, like please, please, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sniveling. Like when even when he said I'm sorry, um, it wasn't sniveling. It was like I'm sorry. Well, it was a defiant I'm sorry in terms of what him signing Jack's uh, rendition order. He stood He stood by it. Yeah. He was okay with it. Where he certainly was, was remorseful was the fact that, oh, he was giving a covert Russian operative information and that screwed things yes. up. And he truly yes, yes. was sorry there. And yeah. I think, you know, he has that scene later with, with Jack when they're in the car and he says, you know, I want to 
make this right, do, do what I can here. And, you know, you also saw some great, you know, the, the fear in his eyes when he's going into, uh, Stolmovich's house and he says, Mustache. what do I, what do I do, uh, when there's gunfire and Jack just says, what do stay I do low. When, the, when the bullets with start as little to fly? Sim- yeah, with as little sympathy as possible, but also the best advice to a, uh, not, a novice field agent. You know, you that, know. That's the thing. I actually, I actually detected, you know, some, some level of sympathy, and I guess I, I guess yeah, I got f- both. I the think way the you way- phrased it, I think, is probably the be- to me is the best way. Like the minimum amount, the minimum amount, and, and the way I see it is the mim- the minimum amount of sympathy to actually show some level of genuine concern. Like, no, he wasn't like, oh, you should stay low. Like, I'm worried about this guy, but it was just like, like you know, this is a shit situation. I'm putting him in. I don't like the guy. Like, he he he's he, he's a fuck up, but you know, I recognize that this is a terrible situation that I'm putting him in, and I'm kind of sorry that it has to be this way, sort of, kind of, maybe a little bit. Right, you know, and I, it's, I, still, it's still the husband of the woman that he loves, so, you know, he... And considering that history, he probably doesn't want to get her husband killed. Yep. Uh, again, even though if he survives, he's likely going to jail. Right. Um. So, that's, that's that, and then, you know, when Jack's heading on the way to the, I don't know, wherever Heller and company are, and he calls up Audrey, and in that scene, you know, they have they have the moment where Audrey says, do whatever you have to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, it looks like Jack's about to tell her about Mark. He starts he talking. Doesn't. He's like, certain things are going to happen. It's gonna go. She's like, just do whatever you have to do. It's okay. And then he takes that as, you know, permission, even though I'm guessing, you know, Audrey would ra- want this one spelled out. And then, right. you know, she has the, the nice tender moment of, I can you know, never hate you. I've never hated you or I, I could ne- I could never hate you. And, you know, that was really well played. And I like, you know, if you watch the split screen in that, it was a good choice by, uh, Kassar and the editor who I believe is Casey Roars to, uh, go to the split screen for that conversation because you see, you know, Audrey's face. There's so much movement and so, so much emotion in it. And Jack is all, you know, Jack is all stoic. In, in in that scene, so that was a nice contrast of he, sorts. Yeah, he's stoic, but not emotionless. And, he's just stoic, just stoic. And 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 maybe it's because we you know we watched the show for so long, and and we really project, or or at least yeah, we we project on to Jack because you know as a protagonist, sometimes that's what you do. You know, and, and like behind the stone face, you you can you can really feel and see just like. Yes. And maybe it has to do something good just happened. Mel just saw it. Something I heard. Good just I heard happened. Melanie scream out. Yes. <laughs> um, Hold on. I gotta see. I gotta see what just happened. Um, oh, this. She's watching Mark's up and being being uh, oh, coming. When, when Jack called. Col- Jack has the idiot. gun to Mark's face. Yeah, that was good. You know, he got <laughs> he got served. Yes, cold hard platter. Um, but yeah, yeah. like th- th- it, maybe it's the shimmer in you know in his eyes as that scene is going on but like you you definitely know like behind that stone face like he there's turmoil there like just you know this we're we're talking about something very difficult here you know we're talking not only about the man who tortured her and me and me having to like do what's necessary to you know to, to do the right thing but also this is you know i'm i'm gonna have to tell her about her husband and what's 
you know, what I found out, and then he doesn't end up having to do so. But still, like, it, you and I both thought at that time that oh, it's going to come out. How is she going to react? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and keep Kiefer keep, keep Sutherland, that guy, uh, he's, he's a good actor. He's a decent actor. Yeah, he's, he's pretty a, good, he's, I heard. He's, he's a damn good actor. And, you know, so that's what we have. And now then Audrey's path led her to being held hostage by Chang. Mark's path led him to dealing with Mustache, and again, Tate Donovan was very good when he was giving Mustache all the reasons why Mustache should give him asylum. Very feasible, too. Yes, totally feasible, but, you know, you could see the the integrity behind what Mark was doing. I thought, you know, I'm glad we're getting to see, we'll get to see more of Mark, because I think Mark's been a very good character. Um, Occasionally, there have been some problems with the writing occasionally, but ultimately I think they've landed very strongly with, with Mark and Donovan uh, has been quite He's great. Quite quite terrific. Um, so po- points to the timeless Tate Donovan. And who, who I haven't seen in other things. I know that he's been in quite a few things that you've seen. I just this is my first time actually uh, seeing this person act in anything. So Um yeah, I mean I think that I can recall. He, yeah, he's a solid player. Uh, you saw Argo. He was in Argo, actually. He was the oh, hostage. Oh, yes. Right, 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 right. He was, he was the hostage who was, got the most screen time. Yeah, you're right. he was great in that, too. Yeah, he was very effective. I um, completely forgot. Sorry, Tate. You know, so Tate Donovan is in, in, Ar- in Argo. Um, he, he, uh, he also fathered one of the great beauties in Fox history. Um, by being Marissa Cooper's on-screen father in the OC. Oh, so I don't know. Oh, I don't TV, know if he gets... TV father. Sorry. Yes, yeah, okay. so I don't know if he actually gets credit for that. It's not like he <laughs> the writer contrib- credit he, for that. He, yes, it's not like his he actually brought Misha Barton into the world. Um, when Misha Barton was just peaking on top of peaking, <laughs> there, there was a, there was a, there was a lot of good stuff going on with Misha Barton uh, in, in the in the heyday of the the OC and her her looks. So. Uh, you know, and thankfully, Fox has not hired Misha Barton to join the cast of Twenty Four at any point because Misha Barton is not a very is not a good actress. Oh, at all. Um, glad really. I never watched the show then. Well, you know, I mean, yes, I know you liked it a lot. I... She wasn't the reason to, to watch that that show. Um, her acting was not the reason to watch that show. There were a lot of good things about the OC. And uh, maybe one day uh, we can talk about the OC more, you and I, or even have a podcast if you ever start <laughs> watching it. But uh, that's not what we're here to do today. Uh, so, yeah, and that's kind of the, the finale. Some quick, uh, the penultimate episode. Penultimate. Quick thoughts on um, what did you think of Chloe beating down the uh, the Chinese guys? I uh, That was a bit of a shocker for me just because, you know, it's Chloe, right? But I enjoyed it, just like I enjoyed her with the machine gun in episode four. Um, I thought it was a little. I thought that was a little ridiculous, but all the same, just you know, it was enjoyable. This was, I think, I think this was, in my opinion, that was ridiculous. This was a little less ridiculous, a lot less ridiculous, more plausible, and also just, um, I, I think, I actually think a little more impressive for me. Um, just yeah, for pulling was, that off. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was quick thinking. Good, good surprise. Yeah. Work by Chloe. I thought it was a fun sequence. I thought her using the phone earlier was good. Uh, I thought her getting knocked out was weird. Yeesh. That was another one of my things. Like, why didn't they just have her go off on the run? 
Yeah, um, I, but I guess I, yeah. again that that was kind of one of those things where they were racing through too much story because I guess they wouldn't have her go on the run because then she would call Jack, but she doesn't even yeah. have a phone anyway, so she should have. Like that was a weird thing. I was jokingly expecting her to wake up with amnesia. Um, you know, God, I would never want this show to do that. Uh, <coughs> yeah. So, so yeah, that was that. Uh, I also like it was, uh, was kind of like before going on. I, I guess it was just it was a cheap way to get her out of the picture and let everything else happen without you know there being a logical. Well, why wouldn't she call someone? Like you said, like but yes, again, no, she doesn't have a phone. She doesn't so. have a phone, but she could find she could make her way somewhere and try to contact somebody somewhere or something. And I guess they wanted to get her out. I, I'm not defending the move. I'm just saying maybe that's what they were trying to accomplish. I, yeah, I, I guess. I, I I'm, guess I'm so. with you. I think that's a little, eh, you know. Yeah. But and I liked Heller dealing with the advisors and that moment where Heller says, "Okay, we'll raise the alert level." And the guys mention DefCon three or whatever. Oh, oh and man. Uh, I yeah. thought Kassar's, uh pressure zoom um, onto Heller was a good touch. The, if you noticed it, when right before Heller speaks, his um, it, it gives his decision there. You know, Kassar yeah. did one of those pressure zooms. Um, not much with Kate Morgan this episode. We basically just got her uh, reacting, riding with Jack, to... and figuring out that Jack and Audrey have a history. Um, I was going to uh, say thought... that look on her face. You know, and I and I remarked on this. You know, and I was it it, it it it's it's not complicated. I think I overcomplicated it because I was in the middle of watching it and just trying to guess, but. I, I liked just there is a slight dis. Uh, it, it seems like a combination of discomfort and oh, yeah, oh. I, I think you know. it was. It could have just been empathy. It could have been. Well, I, it could have been a anything. lot of things. A lot of things I think went into that, and that's why I kind of liked seeing them show like, hey, she's a fly on the wall, and she's getting she's privy to all this for the first time, and she's and everything is kind of she's starting to piece things together. Uh, and and really see, you know, what was behind this guy's past, and and or what was in this guy's past, and what their involvement was. A anyway, I I thought it was a nice touch. Um, another nice touch that I meant to comment on before when you were talking about Heller was, you know, when he dropped the pills. And Wondering what they do with that. I'm hoping that's not some. I'm hoping that's more moment of, of characterization and just I think this that's is what, what the guy was. goes through. Then, uh, uh, what the general's thinking, what are these pills about? And then we get some, we have to get him out with the 25th Amendment nonsense. Yeah, you um, mentioned that, and I hope I, they don't do that either. Right. I mean, a further reminder of this is just Heller, who's slightly old, and I guess those are Alzheimer's pills, and then, uh, Ron Clark helped pick him up. I thought that was a cool moment for Clark. I gotta tell you, I like gravelly voice a lot. Now that we can understand what he's saying, I can un I can understand him now as well. But I think he's just a, he's a he's a loyal soldier. I think there's just a little bit of um, sympathy in in, in him, uh, and uh, you know it's a, it's a little role. Um, it, you know, it's Tim not, Woods forever. It, it's not. I was just going to mention Tim Woods. It's not at the uh, personality of Tim Tim Woods. I think Tim Woods had instant personality. Yeah. Um, basically, just in his introduction scene in season seven. When Taylor asks him a question, he gives an answer, and she says, "You didn't answer my question." And he says, "No, ma'am, I didn't." <laughs> I thought I thought that was really good. And Tim Rhodes, you know, kept, comes through big time. Okay, in the season in the series finale of the show. Um, Maybe guess, he's the vice president. <laughs> I would support Tim Woods being Tim the Woods. vice president. So we also uh, one other little moment that was good. It came in the first ten fifteen minutes was when. Um, 
Jack went into the room and all the uh, open cell geeks are dead and then uh, he has his gun and then Kate comes in through him and they both had their guns drawn on yeah. each other. Oh, and that was could... great. That was a nice like minds moment. So I thought that was um, that was cool. So, um, but Their yeah, that's uncle and niece. That was the penultimate episode. Uh, how would you compare it to penultimate episodes of all the previous seasons? I think historically, uh, the twenty third, and in this case, the eleventh episode of this season, um, has been an episode uh, that has sometimes been really good and monumental, and sometimes it's been very perfunctory and sometimes it's been not so great so it has uh it has an uneven track record yeah you're gonna have to help remind me because since a lot since a lot of them were double episodes uh showing in one night and and the other ones were so old that they took place so long ago and i i haven't seen them recently you'll have to you know refresh my memory with where the events split between numbers sure. 23 and 24. I do remember season 5, the big one was uh, was Henderson dying, uh, the Henderson well, let's, and Let's Vierco go chronologically, dying. but okay. yes. So season season 1 has Jack saving uh, Palmer and Sherry and Jack again in the hotel. Yes. Um, and then Jack making a deal with the Drazens to go get Kim. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and then... Uh, him asking Palmer, you know, just keep this quiet so I can get my daughter. Um, and then the big stuff uh, is Kim escapes. So the Drazens call their inside person at CTU, who is Miss Nina Myers. Um, so that's right. The, that's the big twist. So I, you know, that, you know, because that was such a big moment. That um, is definitely a land, the... a landmark, seminal moment for the series. Um, it sort of created an expectation about the next to last episode of a given season. Right. And um, really, I don't think any other uh, next to last episodes tried to do that. Um, but so season one, episode 23 was quite fantastic. Brilliant. Uh, by, the, by the way, I, I, I heard Melody say da a couple of times. So I think they're at Mustache's house. Ah, uh, Mustache. Da. Um, um, tw- one twenty three, brilliant. Yeah, that that would be one of the very best ones. Season two was, you know, it just set a lot of things, you know, kind of set a lot of things up. Palmer's working on uh, finding out about Peter Kingsley with the lawyer. Um, uh, Jack's dealing with Alex Hewitt, who escapes, who dies, and that that whole thing. So Jack's off on his own, but then Jack gets Sherry to make the deal with Kingsley. Yeah. Uh, Jack ends up having the heart attack. In the uh, car, the big, right? In the car. And then there's some really good stuff with, um, little stuff with Tony and Michelle, um, when they're, when they're both arrested right. and then they're yes. in, in the, um, Separate, separate con- confinement. Th- well, they're, they're actually confined together. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, so, you know, we, we had that. Anything with Tony and Michelle is good. Um, and, uh, you had, uh, Kate Warner picking up Kim Bauer after, uh, um, you know the, ma- the madness of Kim killing Gary in uh, two twenty two, and uh, Kate Warner was also taking a nice, very nice looking bubble, bubble bath. bath. <laughs> um, you know, so you know you had that, and um, where else do we go? So three twenty three. Uh, so what are your thoughts on one on two twenty three then? Eh, I I think I have a minority opinion of how season two ended among us. 24 rabid folks I, I wasn't too hot on the just the general kind of 
direction that the arc went in not not the not the high level plot itself i was fine with that but just you know where it went and i guess tactically from a how they told it so 23 is fine um i think the strongest things for me would have been the tony and michelle stuff but ultimately like mm, you know yeah i just didn't think that was uh an episode that had anything uh <laughs> Too, nope. too noteworthy. Uh, yeah, too no, too noteworthy going on. Too interesting. It was, it was very much a setup episode, which is fine. Um, so that was two twenty three. Three twenty three um, has one of the great Jack Bauer moments of all time. Is that when he takes uh, takes Jane to the hotel? Uh huh. And is when your daughter is infected. I'm gonna make you watch her die. And oh. someone finally breaks Saunders. So which, that, which was an equally great thing to see, just from an acting oh, standpoint. That 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 was um, that was some that was some terrific stuff. Um, that that was really terrific stuff. So you had that. Um, then you have uh, you know, Michelle comes back to CTU and finds out exactly what Tony did, and then Hammond's a douchebag. Um, Fucking Hammond. So you know that that's what's going on there, and you know. Season three, episode twenty-three goes all in on Foxton. You get so much, so many of Foxton's great lines. Um, Foxton, one of the greatest. Uh, one short, episode, two, two episodes. Season, two episodes, <laughs> one of the greatest uh, shortston characters in twenty-four history. Um, so you you had that, and then you had uh, Wayne Palmer, chief of Wayne. staff and future president of the United States, um, committing a burglary, uh, <laughs> which results in the death. Of Julia, Sher- uh, Julia and Sherry, Sherry and Julia Milligan. Um, so you, and that you, was not the finale. That was twenty three. That was that was that was twenty three. So, okay. um, you, you know, it's so funny. The end of season three is so good, and that's probably one of the weaker episodes um, in that stretch. But I mean, it, that was a damn good episode. It's it, and it, yeah. me, <laughs> that was a damn good episode. Uh, Something's happening. <laughs> I, I gotta go with, see what's happening. Hold I'd on. go with. All right. He reached for the gun. The signal is oh, jammed. Something. Yeah, okay. They're, they're trying. They, they're, to, they're invading the the home of the mistake. Yes, they are. They are. Okay. Season four, episode twenty three. Oh. I actually think um, that was my favorite. That was uh, Tony's kidnapped by Mandy. Uh, oh, what a good and, one! And uh, first, Mandy calls Michelle, and things happen there, and then Michelle tells Bill. And then they think Tony's dead. In the is that explosion. when she screams out? No, that's when she screams out. No, no. Okay, yeah. uh, y- you know. <laughs> Do you hear this? Okay. Glass in his deck. Okay. I I hear a lot of that. So yes, that that's that's Melanie watching season nine, episode eleven of twenty four. The 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 mustache has been stabbed by the glass. Uh, oh. So four twenty three was also fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that's also the one that has the Tony. Uh, you know, does the trail of blood. Yeah. It has uh, the Tony and Mandy fight. Um, it also has Chang capturing Howard Byrne. Uh, it has Tony. And, it has Tony and Michelle's nice phone call. Um, and uh, it has Jack and Curtis <laughs> taking down Mandy. So I think that was that was excellent stuff. Five twenty three. 523 was an interesting episode structurally because it has, I believe, the longest act in 24 history. Oh, yes. You, you, were, is, you were talking about the other day. Which yeah. is the the opening um, 
22 or so minutes, uh, which has Jack going on the sub with Henderson and Agent McCullough, who gets killed. Um, and uh, Jack Henderson disarms the missiles and shit, and then Jack uh, kills Birko, Birko, and then Jack murders Henderson, and then Jack has uh, Private uh, Petty Officer Runik, you know, kill, kill the guy. So that was some really good stuff. And then pretty much nothing else happens in the episode after that because it's just setting things up. Eventually, Mike figures everything out, and then Mike brings uh, Mike is brought into things by uh, Martha Logan, and Martha Logan does the great seduction of President Charles Logan. That 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 was the um, <laughs> that's right. That that was the, that oh, was the right. clo- that was the closing moment. So again, that was a really good one. Uh, that finished, I believe, twenty third in our best of seasons five through eight episode. Um, so that was good. 623 actually is one of the worst episodes of the series. Um, it has no oh, energy. Is um, that the one where Mikey Doyle gets blinded? Yeah, but that's one of the better parts. There was also, like, the Bill Buchanan coming in and him and Jack commandeering the sure. helicopter was decent and other things are happening with Noah Daniels and mm. then there are things that happen... Uh, with Philip Bauer. That might even be the episode that has the visionary line. Uh, I don't know if, if it is. That's 23 or 24. But, you know, that episode also has the appearance of Milo's brother and whatever's going on uh, yeah. at CTU after that. And then it has the whole drawn-out plot with Chloe not feeling well and the perspective shots and then the lamest cliffhanger in 24 history of Chloe fainting in CTU. And, like, we don't know that she's going to be pregnant because we've never seen any television show before. Um, Austin, are, are you and Melanie getting it on while recording this podcast? No. that's honestly what it sounds like. No. I, I'm just she's... saying. It sounded like you were doing a good job. Um, but, anyway, um, she's probably freaking, about, freaking out about Audrey and Shane. That's my yes. guess. Um. Just that is correct. Me. Yeah, that was that was some that was some uh, shit. We should actually get her on right now to, you know, uh, and as in the moment of a reaction as we're ever gonna get. <laughs> Melanie, what do you think about what's happening? <laughs> um, so that that was six twenty three. So um, oh God, oh five it, and six twenty three. I mean, how would you say this one compares to those two? Uh, well, it's better than six twenty three. Yes, for sure. Um, I, th- I, I would, I would. I would favor 523 over it, but I don't know if that would be, like, necessarily a justified one beyond, you know, beyond the closure of the Henderson story. Oh, I I go 523 way over this one. Okay, Um, okay, yeah. Just for the the moment of Jack killing Henderson, you were responsible for the deaths of David Palmer, Tony Almeida... And Michelle, Michelle Dessler. Des- they were my friends. They, they were friends of mine. And Henderson says, good for you. And Jack uh, gives him the gun with the with no bullets. And then, you know, the Martha, you know, seducing Charles thing and her giving that look was a lot of fun. I thought, I like 523 a lot. I was yes. probably, uh, that was one of my most exhilarating moments watching 24 was when Jack killed Christopher Henderson. Yeah. I stood up on the ottoman. I was sitting in sh- just sheer joy, okay, and reveled. Absolutely reveled. So, in, so we're on the same moment. page. We're, we're definitely on the same page. I think I was hedging because I tend to put emphasis more on moments 
than like enti- the entirety of the episode. So I was, you know, my position was that like I, I'm with you. I like that so much that that's the thing that brought it over for me, and I didn't want to discredit this episode for for you know not getting there. But and I didn't want to be like, oh well, this episode episode twenty three of season five is so much better just because of this one thing. But you it's know, so I, th- I, th- I think you and I are on the same page, and and like you said, there are other things to like about it as well. It, it, it's so much better because of that, and because. It's not like this episode was constructed so great, but again, you did like this episode more than I did. And if you're, you know, voting based on cliffhanger, okay, well, uh, Nina, actually, we'll go there in a second. So season seven, episode 23 is, uh, Kim Bauer, you know, thwarting the, the kind couple at the airport when that whole thing goes crazy and Kim saving the day. Oh, that's which I right. thought, which I thought was one, a lot of fun and a character redeeming moment. It also has uh, Aaron and um, Ethan Kanan working to bring Olivia Taylor down. Uh, not getting all the way there yet, but, uh, you know, it has that, which is good stuff. It has Jack breaking Tony out of the van, okay? And then Tony, ta- you know, Tony taking Jack back to uh, the table, you know, and, the, the table and then Tony saying, hey, th- we could harvest his organs and something and... This is, uh, you know, I'd like, I'd like to meet the main guy, you know, or whatever the, uh, exact, you know, line of dialogue was. And then the, uh, cliffhanger of Jack escaping. So that was. There's so much of season seven that was just so consistently good, and 723 was no different. So. Right. That wasn't one of seven's best moments or episodes, but that was a really good episode, too. It's similar yes. to, say, season three. And then you have 823, which was Jack having pillar stitch him up. Uh, I and liked then that episode. Jack, and then I liked that a lot. And then Jack, um, finding out exactly what's going on with Logan and, um, Zubarov and then Chloe trying to get to Jack and then Jack choking her out. Uh, and then Jack calls Logan up and he, you know, has the weapon on Zubarov and he smiles, um, all at the same time. Um, you have, uh, then you have the, probably the best scene in the episode was, Taylor and Dahlia's, uh, Dahlia's on standoff when, you know, Dahlia figures it all out and then Taylor can't deny it and then Taylor's resorted to, resorts to threatening to nuke Dahlia's country and those two, those two powerful leaders going at it was just one of the, the better two-hander scenes in all of 24. Uh, that I, was, that I, I think twenty four has a team. has a quite good track record. You know, reviewing all these, I think it has a quite a good quite a good track record at the penultimate episode. Yeah, I guess, um, I guess it just does different things year over year with it. Um, and you know, you know, as far as cliffhangers, cliffhanger season one is neat as them all. Cliffhanger season two uh, is Jack has the heart attack. Cliffhanger season three is uh, Julia Milligan shoots herself. Cliffhanger season four is Howard Burns saying his name is Jack Bauer. Cliffhanger season five is Jack saying to Novick, I'll go as far as I have to. Cliffhanger season six. And the sex. Right. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> Cliffhanger season six is uh, Chloe fainting. Cliffhanger season seven is Jack escaping from Tony. Cliffhanger season eight is Jack, um, uh, what do you call it? Jack um, uh, having the gun on Logan and then Jack smiling. Which was which was which was quite good. Yeah. Um, this one so, is Chang. And this is this is Ch- Chang and Audrey. So that's uh that's your memory refresher. I yeah. mean, I'm inclined to say I one and four and five were definitely better. 
This is better than two. This is better than six. Um, I, I guess I put it's this somewhere on the lower tied end. with seven and eight. Yeah, I put but, this on the lower end of the spectrum, but this is, like, again, you know, if you look at the distribution of quality between all the penultimate episodes, most of them are up there. And so this is, for me, this is pretty up there with them. It, uh, You know, it doesn't outrank most of them, but it's still quite good. Um, I guess I'd leave it at that. I'd probably put, like, of the of the nine existing penultimates, I, I'd say, uh, you know, without really writing down a list, I would probably put this... You know, at number maybe number six or so. You know, without without really thinking about it too hard. Um, I agree with you on the ones that you say were better than this one. Um, I I do think I put a little more stock in eight twenty three. That was good. Other than this one, that was good. There were a lot of good mo- good moments in, in eight twenty three. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it, continuing the most of the time tradition of great penultimate episodes. I th- I think that's where this fits in. Um, you know, you know what I said at the beginning of this podcast is I, I was a, I was quite the fan of this episode. So, um, sure. Um, so yeah, that's, those are the penultimates <laughs> and we're heading into the finale. Um, <laughs> too so soon. too soon, too soon. Yeah. I mean, and look, you know, do, do you want to spend any time talking about past finales and, you know, just having a fun discussion there or you want to move somewhere else? We could do a quick, uh, a quick uh, okay, walk so, down memory lane. So we're not gonna. I'm not gonna go through reminding you what happens in any finales or no. reminding our 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 listeners. Um, you know, look, season one is a is a fantastic finale and a very important episode in all of uh, television. It's one of the show's most revered episodes. Um, I think in terms of putting a 24 episode together, it was later surpassed by several of the finales, but. In terms of just having a watershed significant, moments. yeah, a watershed moment for the show and Multiple. an influential episode for all of television, uh, <clears throat> and a series-defining moment, uh, one twenty-four still might be all of those things uh, for for twenty-four. And yeah, depending on what day you catch me on, that's arguably uh, arguably my favorite episode. Uh, you know, and, and if I'm not feeling it, it's always in the top three or four. Yes, I mean, and deservedly so. Again, I don't necessarily rank it as high um, as much as I do love it. Um, you know, the Palmer divorcing Sherry is another great scene, uh, but really it, it just comes down, the greatness comes down to what happens to Terry Bauer and uh, some good moments along the way to get there. You have the shootout at the docks, you have Mason talking Jack down. Um, so really good stuff there. Now, a few weeks ago, when we were just talk, we did the 200th hour retrospective. I asked you, "What's your favorite finale?" And your response was season seven. F- seven. You I, said I was seven, with, yeah, which is seven. Like I said, it depends on the on the time of day you catch me, or the or the day that you catch me. It, it wavers between one, five, and seven. Um, That's interesting. Um, you know, I seven is probably my my favorite finale. I just think it's the most morally complex episode of the show. Um, I think it's a ton of fun. Um, I think I like how it gets reflective towards the end and uh, the revelation of what uh, Tony's been doing really um, pays off for me. Uh, Carlos Bernard is so phenomenal in the scene where Tony confronts Alan Wilson. It's such an emotional scene. Uh, Cherry Jones is amazing in the scenes where she finds out what Olivia did 
and then she uh, has to uh, bring Olivia to justice. <laughs> that that's so good. Uh, Jack and Gohar really um, was was another really good moment for me. Uh, and yeah, so that's that, that's uh, it's probably the seven fa- finale for me, which is the best one. Um, so now you're very high on the five finale. You know, the five finale for me, it's often an episode I I always like it a lot. It's often an episode I forget how good it is until I'm watching it, and then I think, oh my god, this is so good. Cochran's script and dialogue is so emotional in all of those um, in all of those big moments. Jack confronting Logan and that's everything the, that happens yeah, there. That's is, the big scene that really pulls it together for me when i'm wavering between one and five and seven that's what pulls five into the conversation into that, my brain is that your favorite scene in the season five finale because it's not mine no i i don't know I, I i honestly don't know but it's it's the one i always think of and it's the one that pulls me towards that in in my internal discussion of it um just because of how just because of the suspense because of Kiefer's performance in that um, the the Logan line about I'll go down with Lincoln and Kennedy, you'll go down with Will Logan Spooth and as, uh, and uh, Lee Harvey Oswald yeah. was just <laughs> awesome. Um, by the way, when talking about season five, episode twenty three, we did not mention how that is the introduction of one of our favorite twenty four characters and a great introduction of Morris. Ah, yes. So points to season five, episode twenty three. Sure, uh, it gave us Morris. That's another reason. The why shoe it was salesman. This most recent episode. <laughs> sure, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Can you imagine him hanging, handing out like sample socks to try on? Jesus. No, I I could just imagine Morris flirting with women, selling them shoes. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, that would. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, that there's that scene. There's the twenty one gun salute. There's that's Logan's the come best up and scene. Come on, that's the best scene. Looks like Logan's getting away with it. He's giving. He's giving the. The bullshit eulogy. Okay, he finally gets caught, and Logan gets brought to justice as Palmer's casket's being raised, and Sean Callery has never given a better musical cue th- than that. Um, that's just that's just absolutely dynamite. That moment. So that's a really high moment. I think some of the plotting in that episode is a little bit like, okay, been here, done that. Here's a recording. Oh, we got him. All right, cool. You know, the Chinese showing up is a fun. A fun surprise. Chang Z was really uh, C Ma was really good as Chang Z in that last scene. Jack reuniting with Audrey was a happy moment. Chloe crying to Morris was uh, about Edgar was a good one, and Bill asking Karen out's good. I think I just two scenes in that episode will really really work for me, and the rest of the episode to me is like okay, this is this is good stuff. But I mean that was that's another really good finale. Twenty four has such. A great history with finales. Um, now, what do you think about? Because again, I would rank this above the five finale for sure. What do you think about the uh, four finale? I mean, we're we're in we're in we're choosing we're, favorite children. We're the, I was about to say the exact same thing. We are choosing between favorite kids territory right now. It's so you know. I mean, if I say that I waver between one, five, and seven as you know the ones that I think are the best slash my favorite because those are two different things and they both come to different areas depending on what you ask me. Absolutely. Um, if I waver between those three as the ones, four, three. Oh, dude, three. Eight 
are always going to be like, but wait a second, what about these? It's right. So hard. I mean, look, these are all such like g- fantastic episodes. It's 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 hard to. Yeah, it's I mean, hard for me to really say. I mean, like if if I'm rating my my top three as like ten out of tens, you know, four would be like like a nine point nine nine only, and the only reason why it wouldn't be a ten is because I have to. I have to put it lower than the other three for okay. you know by by some reason, and even then it's like, who am I kidding? Right. I mean, it's I think one. 10. I think one, three, four, and seven are all knockout tens. Uh, you know, four has the the classic walk off with Jack on the, the tracks and saying goodbye to Palmer, Tony, and Michelle, and the extent that Jack's, um, the, the price Jack had to pay here. It has the Palmer Logan uh, sta- standoff. Uh, stare down, which was, you know, just a great mid moment for the series as it closes the front half, ushers in the back half, and those two actors are so good in it. It has, um, Tony and Michelle reuniting at CTU. It has the Jack, um, fakes his death moment and Tony bringing him back. It is Audrey finding out about Jack and dropping the folders. Um, it has, um, <laughs> wow. I mean, knockout after knockout. It has Mike and Palmer. Um, scheming it as Palmer finding out that they're going to have to let Mandy go free. Um, it does have the missile being stopped, which is not the high point of the epi- of the episode. But I that, thought that was that's the episode fun. with see no evil, right? When, yeah. when Palmer, yeah, I think he so. says hear no evil. Hear no but, evil. It's here. It's here. Um, yeah. You know that that was just oh my god that 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 was um, wow was that good and, and, and this is exactly what I was just talking about right. because and now Tony we're talking Michelle, about Tony this. and Michelle get their happy ending and now we're talking about this and I'm like well shit maybe it's between four and not three episodes for me this is this is how good these uh, well are. it's about to it's about to be between five because I'm sorry if you're not considering the season three finale oh which that... the se- no, 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 come on. season three finale okay it I'm just gonna tell you four things that happen in it Okay? Palmer resigns to Jack on the phone. Bang! Okay? Tony says goodbye to Michelle before going to prison. Ugh. Oh my god. Alright? Jack is forced to chop off Chase's hand in one of the most... Uh, what is the word? Intense, emotional, craziest, memorable scenes in the show's history and so well performed. Harrowing. The, the moment and the, the, the imagery of it. And then... The very last Again, scene. Best, uh, for me, the best 24 moment ever is the last scene of season three with Jack just breaks down crying because what else could he do? You know, on top of it, you also have Palmer finding out about Sherry and Saunders getting killed. Um, and that's just minor stuff. You, you know what I really like about that, about that last scene in retrospect is that you, assuming that you are watching the series from beginning to end, you carry that scene with you throughout the rest of his 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 travels, right? Sure, and it ni- it nicely um you know summarizes seasons one through three in a sense, right? And it's it, I think I think it's so effective in 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 the way that you carry it with you as you you know journey with him on on the, the latter eight or uh, eight the latter five to six seasons um rather than having it be like okay he's gonna do this at the series finale. Like no, like having that 
have taking that experience with you and thinking back on all right he's doing some crazy shit now and then you think about like the way that all this stuff has weighed on him you've already seen how it affects him you already see that there are cracks in his armor when it really gets down to it when no one's looking you know and and that that's kind of a nice um in hindsight type of thing that that I take away from that moment god Three. See, you're right. It's it is between one. It's one, three, four, and seven, and you're throwing in five, and that's yeah, that's fine. But I gotta tell you, um, the season six finale. Um, you're not as high on it. I yeah. think the season six finale. Look, it it certainly has to deal with a lot of the things that season six established. Okay, but as bad as the Philip Bauer story was, I mean that moment where Josh, where Jack tells Josh that he doesn't want to take someone else's life, and then Jack just looks at his father and says, you're getting off easy, and Philip Bauer says, you don't want to die, not here, not with me. I mean, that scene's great, in spite of what came before it. Yes, okay? no, and they, that they scene's closed very it off meaningful. Well. And, you know, the shootout on the oil rig is a great, great action set piece. Um, you know, I mean, th- I mean th- that's one of the show's best action sequences. Uh, you know... You know, Josh reuniting with Marilyn, I feel like sort of works emotionally. Chloe and Morris finding out that she's pregnant and getting back together or, you know, like that, that, that's kind is, of cute. Uh, is that know, the one with Milo's ghost brother? No, that was six. That was 23, right? Okay. No, Milo's, Milo's brother. Ghost brother. Okay. Would you recognize that actor right now? Probably not. Okay. Um, I wonder what else he's been in. <laughs> I'm gonna look that up next. Um, but any, anyway, um, you know, I, I think you I think also... the dividing factor is uh, for me and and those who did like this episode a lot is the is the Heller Audrey Jack sequence at the end and how how that episode kind of caps off the um, that story arc. I, I I recognize it's such a powerful last, like just stunning, devastating, different last 15 minutes of that show with Kiefer Sutherland is amazing. Devane's great. and It's so... It's just one of the most devastating um, moments that last 12 freaking minutes in, in the show's history. It, it is. I, I also have always been of the opinion and, you know, I, I realize I'm in the minority here, but I always found the... And I know this is Jack at his most energetic and most, you know, kind of upset. But, you know, I guess going to the point of pulling a gun on Heller, you know, and I understand why it works and why people like it. I'm just not one of those. Yeah, you're you're not one of them. But even in spite of that, I mean, Jack's standoff with Heller there and all the things Heller's saying and how Jack comes in hot and he's, you know, wants to go see Audrey and he's completely committed to taking Audrey away from, from there. And then... He goes in and sees her, and you see Keeper's face just just break, and you know he's not doing this, and he's looking at this helpless Audrey, and it's, I mean, it's just devastating. It's it that's such an emotionally powerful fifteen minutes, and it, when the rest of the episode works and works fairly works fairly well, but God, that last that last fifteen minutes is just so powerful, and him, you know, going off the clock and looking at the, you know, water contemplating everything. Uh, I mean, I mean that was just that was some all-time great 24 stuff right there. That, and that's why I really do 
it's interesting. I kind of think of the season six finale more than I think of the five finale because of how um, how how much I was impacted by the closing moments of season six. Um, and I like those closing moments, uh, you know, as much as a lot of the closing moments of, of, of seasons. And I think if your last, you know, if you finish off that strongly, um, that's, you know, I'm going to remember the episode strongly. So that's why I like the sixth finale in a lot of ways. And it also has that great moment with uh, Tom Lennox saying goodbye to Karen Hayes. And you even have a moment where Noah Daniels sort of learned something. <laughs> um, and then you have... Daniels. Uh, then you have the two finale, which, you know, you mentioned you don't like some of the plotting. I, um, I, I'm not a fan of that either. Yeah. Uh, of the plotting. <clears throat> and um, at the time, I thought it was just a phenomenal moment and so shocking when Mandy came back to sh- give Palmer the handshake of doom. And in retrospect, that's one of those moments that I think, oh my God, that was unnecessary. It was unnecessary because they didn't pay it off in any strong or interesting way. And that was a great moment that had no, it didn't have a strong enough follow through. But I mean, the shootout is amazing. Jack having the heart attack at the, the last the second. The Coliseum battle is great. The fight. I mean, run, Sherry! When, you know, they look up and they see nobody's there. That That's that's really, really good stuff. Um, Tony and Michelle telling Chappelle, you're a fucking idiot. Oh, sure. Always, always nice when that happens. Um, you know, uh, that was that was really good. Jack finally reuniting with Kim after that day. That's a that's a powerful moment. Palmer forgiving the cabinet, but firing Mike. Another great moment. I mean, talk about a finale that maybe you have issues with the episode. Um, fine, but moment for moment, that's as good of a finale as there is. And the Tony says goodbye to Michelle and doesn't exactly ask her out, but sort of asks her out and says, see you tomorrow. And those words carrying so much weight because, um, you know, they all could have died from a bomb and Michelle just giving the smile of smiles. Uh, Ah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not like. They're all great moments, and I don't take it away from that episode, or I don't take those away from the episode. But I just, you know, you can string all those together. But then, you know, I also, I, I can't remove it from the context of the second half of that season, perhaps not being the cleanest, you know, arc. And and you know me, and and again, this, this is where I carry one moment more strongly, well, perhaps, than I should, but. You know, I'm sorry if it ruins it for me. It's going to ruin it for me, and there's there's no objective way to kind of like discuss that, discuss around that. It's what I experienced, and and the thing that really just you among others that killed it for me was you know that last kind of you know ooh, there's this kingly Kingsley confrontation with Jack, who's out of bullets, and he takes many slow steps towards Jack while having this line of dialogue, and then oh, his savior from a helicopter. Well, Kingsley's out of life. Kingsley's out of bullets. No, Jack's at, Jack's Jack. out of. Oh, Victor Drazen was out of bullets in one twenty four. Yes. Um. Yeah. yeah King. Yeah. That. That's a yeah. happened. Yeah. I mean. And, and, and I re- I recognize this is, this is a television show. You you, you want to give the villain time to you know to exhort you you, you don't want to just have it actually be what someone would most likely do and just be like oh he's out of bullets I'm gonna take him out now. You know, then then you don't have a TV show. I get that, but it's still for me just like, oh, this is dumb, and and just, you know, along with the whole like, you know, oh, I, I don't know. It it just it, you're right. Moment 
so many yeah, great it's... little moments, and I could easily say this thing, the same thing about season five, if I felt the same way that you did about the the entire motivation behind the entire season, or I could say the same thing about other seasons, which may have had weaker things about it. And it, it's just there's something about two that kind of punched me in the face and said, "You're not going to like this one as nearly as much as you will right. the others." You don't like how it brings that season yeah. home because you don't like how that season, <laughs> w- w- you know, w- was finishing up, and that's completely valid. Um, well, at least Tony's ankle is better by that time, huh? At least, well, I mean, the <laughs> magical hearing, killing powers of Tony Almeida. I mean, come on. Um, but yeah, season, you know, that, that's that that's fine, and it's just like, uh, you know. It, and for the, the record, the, that's that's kind of similar to how I feel about six. Is it, it's it's really weighed weighed against you know one or two things that rubbed me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. And then we have the season eight finale, which was a series finale. <clears throat> Okay. At the time, yeah. Um, there still is a series finale. Um, and I mean, that's good. <laughs> that 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 that's that's good. I mean, the last few minutes are amazing. Um, Jack, get, you know, getting on the phone with President Taylor and being okay, and uh, then saying goodbye to Chloe in the meta moment of the um, Jack dissolves off the screen is great. Chloe being the one to talk J- Jack down was good good pull the trigger pull the trigger was was awesome logan finally getting his um you know what he deserves being turned into a vegetable was uh was also really amazing um the centerpiece of that episode is uh taylor gets her moral compass back and that was you know that was it for me that was the big the big thing that was it i mean that episode um you know i thought that was cherry jones's episode more than anybody's Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree. She, Absolutely. She, she was, she was just, again, so, so good. Um, it, it, in that, and, you know, just Jack, um, Jack saying goodbye. It was, the, it was just, it was the right ending. You know, you, you always have to judge the, a, a series finale a little bit differently because it has more, it has different goals. It's, um, it's, there's more behind it. There's more to, at stake there, kind of, in a way. Right. I mean, there are some really, really good moments. Jack, Saying goodbye again. All of that's just um, so good. Logan killing Pillar was a good moment. Tim Woods coming through, but oh my God, Taylor with the pen, sign it, not sign it, not sign it, and then she just, you know, the most Allison Taylor moment. She had gotten away with it. She had gotten what she she wanted, but she knew it wasn't right, and she was the one who turned um, turned herself in. Tur- turned herself in certain in. respects. Yeah, yeah. She she was the. She was the one who did it for the best reason that anyone does anything because it's the right thing to do, and uh, that that was just um, that 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 was that was so so good. Um, you know what? One thing about that finale that I never thought I would actually say, but now that I think about it, I I, I do like that they didn't bring Tony back in some fan service way because you and I had discussed this before years ago when this was happening I was like oh, would it be fun would it be great to have you know much and I'm as much as it it would have been awesome just to see him back I'm actually glad that they showed some restraint there and um I go back and forth on that I remember to this <clears throat> day when that episode ended um and we were all watching it someone asked me I think it was my mother um what did you think and I was the first person to speak and I said um I don't remember in what order I said anything, but I had a lot. I had a lot of um, compliments and superlatives to throw at it, and I stand by all of them. And I, but I did say, I the one thing I didn't like was I they should have found a way to get Tony in that 
Um, and I understand it would have been hard, and I would certainly rather them not do it than do it in a ham-fisted way. And I'm not going to hold it against the episode. I'm not going to hold something that didn't happen against the episode. Right. Um, but that's just a, a preference thing. I mean, it was the series finale of, of 24. Um, it was the closing 10 episodes of 24 as they planned that story. They, they could have found a, a way to get Tony in, um, and, you know, I think that's it's probably a, a different discussion altogether, but, you know, that's, um, that's, that's that, but, I mean, that's an all-time great series finale, it was a really good season finale of the show, it was a really good episode for the show, um, just, uh, just so many, so many good moments, and it was the right ending, you know, f- for the show, and, uh, then they brought the show back, and then they gave. We've had eleven episodes of Live Another Day, <laughs> and we Not get enough, one. But we get one more. The right amount. And uh, audience, Austin and I we're gonna we're gonna talk about the upcoming finale, but we're not going to get into any predictions. We're not going to um, start thinking ahead. You know, getting ahead of the show because we don't want to inadvertently spoil it. We don't want to start thinking too much about it. And I, I you know, frankly, if you do I that, think... you can predict every. You can predict yeah. everything. I mean, they're so. You know, I think what we want to do is just <clears throat> preview it in the sense that here are where all the pieces uh, in this finale lie going into it. So uh, I think the easiest thing to do is just go character by character. Sure. So, um, so Jack Bauer, okay, main character of Twenty Four. If you're not, if you're not aware, he's on Cheng's trail. Still has Jack, the Russians well, after he, him, but his main focus is Cheng. Right. His main focus is Cheng. Uh, he does not know that Audrey is being held by Chang. Jack is still with Kate Morgan and Mark Boudreau, uh, at Mustache's home. And if you paid close attention to the most recent episode in the split screens toward the end, uh, they were going through Mustache's desk and Stuff. papers, you know. So, that, that's what they're doing. Um, and the, Ru- again, the Russians are still after him. We also know that Jack has a pardon. Um, that's right. That's from right. From President Heller. Now, President Heller, by the way, I'm so glad they actually didn't kill him just because considering where they took the show after, I'm glad Heller's a part of that. We were saying that last week. Um, he still has Alzheimer's. He's, I guess, still intending to resign and give things to the vice president. Yep. Split screens also showed that he was being taken somewhere at the end of the episode, I guess, the safer location. Uh, right. He also doesn't, that. he knows that Chang is back <clears throat> and he's trying to prove to the Chinese government that Chang is alive. Um, and uh, he does not know that Chang has Audrey as well. Um, so that's does, what's going. Does he still have to deal with the attack on the J- uh, Japanese base, or has it already happened? And no, that's in that's in the process. That's in the process okay, of in, happening. That's still in process. Okay. Um, and uh, they said Prime Minister Davies is trying to help the U.S. Um, so Audrey uh, is being held by Chang, and she's shell shocked. Oh. Audrey, it looks like her feelings for Jack have never gone away. Really, at, at least resurfaced. Yes, um, which is o- only fair. Um, so you know that's what's going on there. And Audrey and Mark aren't doing so well. And Audrey still doesn't know that Mark, you know, committed treason shit. by forging her father the president's signature and by trying to turn Mark uh, Jack into the Russians. Uh, Mark again is with Jack, uh, currently safe but likely facing arrest. Sure. Uh, Eric Ritter is running the CIA. Um, Chang is trying to make it to the port um, to get to Mustache's people so he can get out of the country with the override device thing. 
Uh, Chloe is on the run in the woods, and she's back to Knocked being out. awake. No, she's awake. Oh, she woke up. Okay. Yeah. She she woke up towards the very end of the I think episode. It, I think it's all the eye makeup. I thought she was still I, – I, like, I'm not even joking. I thought she was still knocked out. Yeah, okay. Well, that's fine. So Chloe is um, – Adrian Cross is dead. Chloe's found out that Morris and Prescott were killed by accident. Uh, so that's what's going on there. Kate Morgan is lamenting her husband being dead. She's pissed off at Steve Navarro, who's under arrest. Uh, I think we said who, who didn't surface CIA, last CIA. episode, correct? No, he did not. I think he's right. done. Yeah. Uh, perhaps he shows up, but I think he's done. Um, and Kate's helping Jack, and Kate's uh, wondering how she's supposed to live with you know all of these these things, including the fact that she stopped leaving her husband, and he later killed himself. Um, sometime in the last uh, eleven hours, Gravelly Voice has taken elocution lessons, and we can understand him. <laughs> uh, um. Margot Alharazi is dead. Simone Alharazi is still alive. She, maybe. We, we have no idea, but we have no reason to believe one way or the other. Well, she was in surgery, and she was sort of okay, and I don't know what's going on with her fingers. Um, but that's what's going on with her. Uh, mustache is dead. We haven't seen Belchek the since he last dropped. On. Good, yeah, we haven't good seen catch. The, the Serbian since he dropped off Heller in... Madonna. Nine nine, I guess. By the way, wouldn't you like a, a a webisode series where it just shows what the Serbian is up to while awaiting Jack's phone call? You know, I'm guessing he just drives around like listening to Madonna, Madonna. Music through the streets of London, and you know he's playing, you know, Madonna from 1998 on because her catalog has a more European slant at, at that point. Whatever you say, <laughs> I um, do not know. So Belcheck hasn't shown up, but you know that's what's going on there. We. Know that Jack did save his life once upon a time. Yeah, I'm very curious to see if they'll elaborate on that. I don't necessarily. I'm at the point where I don't think I need it. It would be nice to have it as long as it doesn't become this whole weird side story that they try to cram into the episode. If they just, if it's just a cursory mention to give us more insight, that's fine by me. Yeah, uh, and I see no reason why they would go into a whole tangent just for that. So I agree. They, I, I, um, they usually haven't done that. So that's what's going on with Belcheck. Um, are we missing anybody else? Um, the Chinese government is willing to retaliate. Yes. Uh, the Russians, uh, we haven't seen any Russian besides those who were slain in the last mustache, episode yeah. and Mustache, who was also slain, but the Mustache right. lives on. But, but we know as a faction, they have to still be out there. They, and, and most right. likely they will factor in. Yeah. Cause this wasn't Mustache's agenda. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, Chang is still trying to screw over the U.S. and China to help <clears throat> Russia, um, or to and bring help back the old guard at the very Yeah, to, to do, to do any of that, um, England is still England, um, and I think England. that's, I think that's where all the, um, all the pieces lie, um, I, I think, I, I don't think we're missing anybody or any plots, but maybe there's, some small, um, you know, s some small plot that's, uh, that we've kind of forgotten about. Um, but that's what we do heading into this, um, finale, which hopefully is going to be exciting. We just went through 24's great track record, um, I, with all of this. These are all the things that 24 has to tie up in the I next. I think this is, yeah, and I think this is, this is just my prediction, not, not of any storyline or anything, because we, you know, we said that we wouldn't go into that, but just in terms of where they're, where they're headed, I think, I feel, 
that it's going to be more um, more event based than reveal based. Sure, can, yeah, you, you don't know, want to do too many late reveals. Seven, seven was one where there was still a lot to uncover and and discover. You know, right, you got but the seven Tony was reveal. a mystery in a sense. So, right, that's what I'm saying is that this yeah. is less of that and more of, you know, I think we have a good picture by now of what's going on and it just needs to happen now. You know, um, we know where Audrey's uh, – Audrey's is my sister's name. I meant to say Audrey. Uh, we know where Audrey lies in this whole thing and we know, we, we know that – you know, it, it, it's it's going to be about you know how does that resolve itself? We know what Cheng's motivations are already, uh, and there may be some small tidbits that we uncover, some subtleties. But I feel like we've got a good enough grasp that I'm fine without any more reveals, so to speak. I, I agree. Mysteries. I think yeah. let's let's tie all this up. So yeah, exactly. I think there I think there are two big questions, and again, we're not talking about plot stuff. Uh, go going into this finale. Uh, the first question is. What type of finale are we going to get? 24 historically. Um, always knew it was coming back. Uh, aside from season one. And eight. Okay. And season eight. Now in season one, that was the end of that, that story. And it's not like they had years of, uh, character work and plot, uh, to tie up. Right. Okay. And season eight, they did a fine job tying it up as we just went through. Every other season, you know, they knew they were coming back. So they gave an ending to, to the chapter and maybe they, Left a few a few things open. Um, you know, uh, is Logan going to be the new president in season five? Um, I guess Jack's going to get the uh, stem cell therapy treatment thing in season seven, and that will be where they kick off in season eight. Uh, you know, what's Jack going to do now after season six? You know, things like that. Yeah. Twin. They don't. We don't know if the show's coming back. Okay, they might. They might not. You know, do they do a finale that sort of concludes all the themes again but doesn't conclude the story and just leaves room for you know things to happen or do they go uh you know with some something completely uh closed closed ended um you know whether it be the happiest of endings or the saddest of endings or anywhere in between do they do something like they did with season eight where here's an ending to the series this is what it was about here's where the story could end but but we leave it open in case. Right. Uh, I mean, what do we, what do we get here? Um, and I really don't want them to do a cliffhanger unless they know they're I coming back. I absolutely do not want that. I think I hope. Yeah, I don't want some Palmer season two shit. I hope what they, in the spirit of this being, even though you know, for us this is season nine. In the spirit of this being an event, I hope that there's more closure to this one. I, ho I hope it reads reads. I hope it plays like. Uh, more or less like the season four or eight ones in the respect that, you know, four, I think you've always said, and I agree with this, is that four could substitute as the perfect series finale yeah, it's, if you want The to. season four finale is 99% a, a, a series finale. They just could have had one or two more conversations infused about things concluding. Right. Um, and, and season eight, you know, really did that, that great job of, like, here are certain thematically here are certain things we're going to drive to give it a sense of closure in many respects even though yes he's running off and still alive you know and and you know for this one i hope they take the route of here this was an event this is you know this is taking some threads from you know from some of the previous previous seasons and continuing them and likely closing them off or at least giving them a satisfying conclusion for now 
and then you know at least leaving the universe open to another entry should they choose to do it should they find a story that they want to tell um you know so closure being just just a sense of you know none of this all right jack gets caught by the russians and he's whisked away a la season five yeah that would be i hope they don't go there Again, if, I mean, first of all, if they did that, it would be problematic because, oh my god, we've seen this exact ending. Yeah. So, but, um... I mean, they could leave that, they could leave that Russian thread open. That's but, fine. If, that, not if that's it, open and always hanging over Jack's head, right. okay. But not so make it like, ooh, now we're gonna take him and it's a mystery. What You know what I mean? Like, none of this, like, ooh, what's going to happen? Like, there needs to be another thing to see what happens to him. You know, make it so that things can lie if they need to. Sure. Uh, yeah, again, they don't... Look, they could close the story up and they always find another way to open it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, in a sense, they did that with season four into five and, you know, eight into nine. Yeah. Which, um, which, which is also to say, like, don't go to the lengths of closure where you, you know, where you kill off everybody else and, and just, like, like leave him without any, any ties to the past. Although I'm sure there are many that they could drudge up again. But you know what I mean? Like, don't go to one extreme or the other is, is where I is where I hope they, you know, kind of deal with that. Right. Yeah, I'm I, I, I agree there. Now the other big question going into the finale. Are we actually I don't if you think the answer is yes, don't go into what you think it will be necessarily. Mm-hmm. Are we actually gonna get a time jump? because mm. we, we've come we've come this many uh I was gonna say seasons, episodes. No time, no time jump, um, which is fine. All right, and I'm now, starting. I'm starting to suspect we're going to get one because they would is... have to, if you know, assuming they adhere to the 24-hour concept. Yeah. Okay. The t- there would be 12 hours of time to be jumped. You you did say though that they or and offline did you you did hear that they said point blank yeah there's going to be a time jump in there. You know, I had heard that at, at several different points. It's, it's always possible the writers change their mind. Sure, sure. If they, of course. And if they change their mind, that's fine. There, there's no rule that says they have to do a time jump, okay? If, you know, they intended to do it in episode one and didn't, and intended to do it in episode six and didn't, and they've just now found a way to fit it in, and it doesn't work. They shouldn't do it just because right, of course. they had the idea long ago. And, and the other thing is that, you know, they, they kind of, from me, at least from a very technical, logistical standpoint, I think that they... Um, you know, people make the joke, haha, oh, you should call it 12, or is it really 24? They're jokes, I realize it, but there is something to that, and, and, and you think about, like, is this really 24? And I say, look, they, they called it 24, live another day. This is clearly an event. This is clearly a special that is on the spirit of 24, 24's characters, 24's tropes, um, you know, 24's style. But, you know, it is an event. It is a, a – I'm not demeaning when I – I'm not trying to demean it when I say this. It is an add-on, right? So I'm fine if they, if they just do – if they just say this was 12. You know, this is 12 hours, and that's fine. Yeah, do, I'm fine. Do I think we're going to see one? I, 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 I do think so for, for certain reasons. I won't go into it, you know, as per your request. But, you know, I think we've said we've made some half-hearted jokes before. We've made some predictions before, and those are the ones that I'm standing by if, if we do see a time jump. You know, there's going to be a reason for it. Um, it's not just going to be like, oh, <laughs> 11, four, whatever the time ends up being. It's going to be, you know, 50 on the hour. And then when it comes back from commercial break, like, you know, he, he, he he's back on, 
you know, he he's in another country in in another time or whatever, and like he's just kind of sitting on the beach or something like that. Like it's it's going to have meaning and it's going to be there for a reason. I I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, again, I hope they execute it well. Uh, oh, as always, um, I think there are a lot of things that they can do with it. But again, there's no obligation for them to do a time jump if they don't have if they don't get something out of it. Um, yep. But it's just, you know, it's kind of funny. They've been, it's been teased numerous times. And in a sense, we've been waiting all season for this time jump. And it's the one thing that hasn't happened. So now we're just waiting to see. You know, yeah. even my aunt who doesn't watch the show, I don't know where she heard this, but she was saying, oh, I heard they still haven't, you know, all the hours have been consecutive. <laughs> she had heard that, I guess, because people who are talking about it that she hears, whether she's, you know, reading articles or just, you know, here's someone talking about it on the radio. I don't know. Um, but, you know, that's what, um, we still haven't gotten this time jump. So that's the, um, that's the, the, the question. What um, a half day, man. What, it's been, what a half day. <laughs> right. And look, hey, the story has been so well told that that's what matters more. Um, and yeah, I mean, points to, uh, again, points to the writers. Um, so I wonder if we get a, Again, another series finale, or just a standard season finale. You know, the, you know, seasons uh, five, seven, two feel like real, just total season finales. Three and six could have been closing notes, but still feel like season finales. Four and eight feel like series finales, and one feels like okay, it could go either way because they didn't know that they were coming back. You know, I'm wondering if we get the the, the season two, five, seven treatment. Um, or, you know, or not, you know, I just, um, I just don't know here. Um, so that's, uh, kind of interesting and, you know, how they approach it. Here's, here's another question for you. Um, should Sean Callery even attempt, however this, this season ends, and I don't presume to know how, um, should Sean Callery even attempt to do something massive with the music? Because there's no way he can outdo himself with his closing musical movements from the end of season eight. I feel like he should just replay that because it's too perfect. Of anything that you close the book on it and, you know, you should, you know, it's too difficult to come back. I actually feel like the music that ended season eight is the hardest one uh, to outdo. I, I think he's... I think he's repeatedly done such a great job at closing out seasons and 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 moments and whatever it, that you know even if he can't top eight, I I think he has to go for it. Um, I mean, he, I I don't think he's really, I don't think he's ever disappointed me, save for this one odd number that he did somewhere in season five in the middle. I can't remember, but I mean, I I think I think you go you, you go for it, and it's not to top season eight, but it's just to give that give this event its own sense of finale. Right, right. And um, hopefully the moment is, is different in nature so it doesn't feel like, oh, we're repeating the season eight ending. Yeah. Um, you know, and you let the music re- represent that. It was just something I was thinking about when um, I happened to be listening to the music that closed season eight the other day and just thought, <clears throat> wow, Sean Callery is so good. There's no way that he can outdo this. Um, <laughs> should he he's, even... He's already had some really brilliant pieces in this one though already and it's but like, they've, they've been a lot of re- reprises of uh sure but not past... complete rips no no not complete rips. i'm just saying they've been um you know they, they've been you know reusages of previous 
um, previous pieces of music. So I, um, I just think that should be mentioned. Um, so hopefully we get a lot of Kate Morgan in, in the finale, although her story is a little bit done. Um, you know, I mean, I think here, here's another question. Uh, and I'm going to take Heller out of the equation. If the sh- and again, this is not a spoiler in any way, and don't talk sure. about how any of this might happen. Uh, as a fan, one of Audrey, Kate, or Chloe dies. Okay? Because I'll take Heller out because you'd always pick Heller because he's going to die of Alzheimer's anyway. So, of course, you'd want him to just die. Because um, the, the, it's not as sad. Um, and Jack's a bit of a different question. So, Audrey, Kate, or Chloe dies. Um which one are you most okay with dying here for whatever the, the reason? Am I most okay with... Yeah, you know, which would be the easiest loss to part with? I don't know. Maybe you even want one of them to die because the character pisses you off. The easiest one to part with just from from most standpoints is Kate. I don't think that's the right play, though. Oh, if we're even talking right play, wrong play, that's something else just as a fan. So, as a fan, I... You could also answer it as a critic, if you, if you would like to do that as well. You know, as, as, a fan, um, as a fan of the characters, I wouldn't want to see either Audrey or Chloe go, but as a fan of the, of the things that come out of those pivotal moments, you know, the, it, I wouldn't want it to be Kate. Right. I... I, I I, I'm not. I'm not entirely sold on. Um, let's bring in a a, a major. I guess she, I don't know if you, would you qualify her as major. But I I feel like she's been such a such a refreshing like partner figure. You know where it, it's. I, I don't. I don't want it to be a case of we brought in this new person now we're just going to kill her off. And there's also so much behind the history of both pairings of Kate and Jack and Chloe and Jack that. Do you wait? No. You said Kate and Jack, or do you mean Audrey and Jack? Oh, sorry, Audrey and Jack. Okay. It's, it's late. I'm tired. Um, between the two, between those two relationships, where um, there's a lot of ripe emotion to be had out of those losses, whereas often Kate, like I said, is the easier thing to do, and maybe that's not may, it, maybe just yeah, because, it maybe it being easier makes it a worse decision to do. Right. It doesn't have I'll as much emotional way. impact, nor should it. You know, I it's mean, hard. it's a tough call. I mean. Audrey's probably my, or I'd say Audrey is my least favorite character of the three. Chloe's my favorite character of, of the three. Um, but is it too sad to kill Audrey? Would I rather Jack have some happy ending? Yes. Um, has Audrey suffered enough? Yes. Uh, again, Kate's the easiest loss to deal with. Um, but if there is going to be new 24 at some point, God, I want Kate Morgan to be on it. And I think that there's more left to do with Kate Morgan than, say, Audrey after this season or Chloe at this point. I actually think Chloe, you know, she's gone through her many incarnations. She's, you know, devastated over Morris and Prescott. Um, she, you, you know, it was never, as much as I like Chloe, she's never been a character that had that much, uh, had that much of her own story. Um, you know, she's just a great, she's a great character who plays off Jack and has that emotional tie and Chloe has all her, you know, good lines and Chloe in a sense is an iconic television she's character. She's a quintessential sidekick. Yes. She is a pure sidekick. Um, and I feel like that would produce a great emotional moment 
Um, as well as maybe even give the character some peace. Um, so I'm sort of inclined to say Chloe, even though Chloe's my favorite character of the three. Uh, and like, I, I will also say this. I mean, if 24 kills off Kate Morgan, and for the third time in the show's history, it violates, <laughs> I going with this. It, it, it violates one of my cardinal rules of TV of you never, ever kill off the hottest chick on the show. All right. Sorry. For the fourth time, twenty four would be doing this. I, if, they, if they do that, I'm just gonna be pissed. <laughs> that, like, why? Why? Don't kill off the hottest chick on the show. You said fourth time. I know that I'm just gonna. I know that I'm just. Oh. Uh. One's harder to think of. What? Uh. Who's the harder one to think? Because I'm not gonna get it in the next. The fourth, the hardest one to think of is actually the first time they killed off the hottest chick on the show when in season four. When there was, uh, Michelle was not back on the show, and, you know, they, they, kill, they killed off Leighton Meester's Debbie Pendleton. Ah, uh, right. That's okay? the one that you're thinking of. Okay. Yeah, she was hot, okay? <laughs> um, and then they, killed, then they killed the hottest chick ever on the show when they killed Michelle, okay? And then they went and killed Renee Walker, okay? Um, which was completely devastating and ruined any chance of happiness Jack Bauer huh, could, could have gotten. So, you know, if they do it with Kate Morgan, I mean, it would just kind of irk me in, in that sense. But it's, it's a tough question. I don't want to say Chloe. I'm kind of, I, I lean towards Chloe ever so slightly. And that's a tough thing for me to say. Yeah, that's what I was, that's what I was thinking as well. Like, as, you know, as you started going into it, just because, um, it, the path is kind of laid out for something like that to happen if, if, if you, I guess, just kind of from an emotional spiraling standpoint and maybe just by her appearance. I know that's a very, like, superficial reason and, and a silly reason maybe, but you just, you know, um, she's changed. She's She's been miserable. You know, she, she's, her, her ideals are, are what they are now. They've, you know, so, so who knows? And, and with Audrey's just like, maybe leave her alone. <laughs> after all may, may. the shit she's you know been through and then also like jack uh jack has lost you know two major love interests and you're gonna take away he's lost third. like four major love interests well not uh, three. I, I, three i meant i mean killed have, have had killed oh okay. i mean kate warner didn't work out but at least she well didn't no, die I, I was thinking i was like Sort of including the Audrey season six loss in terms of a loss, but you said that, but you said killed, yeah. I, I meant so, killed. I, I meant I meant killed, taken away forever, permanence, you know, done. Period. So end. that's um, yeah, that's that. And I guess there's. Do you have any questions? Uh, uh, man, if if I were more alert, I would definitely have some. Um, we've covered we've covered a lot of ground in this podcast, which is definitely our longest this podcast. Is the longest of this, day of our uh, lives. Uh, uh, of of the season, <laughs> um, you know. So I don't know. A lot of there's some tough choices. Let, let's just let's just call it right here. There are some tough choices going ahead for the writers. There are some good things that the fans will see. Hopefully, um, you know. Hopefully, there are big moments, some classic twenty four season finale stuff, um, and hopefully, we just like like what happens and there's the right amount of uh, closure. Um, so. I'm this, looking uh, forward to the food that's going to be at your house. 
Uh, as you should be if I ever set set the menu for this event. That's, it's still in the works, but uh, there is a Living Under Day season finale going on at my house where uh, I'm still trying to finalize the number of people as well. Um, twelve. It will be more than twelve. Uh, I believe the number stands now at 23, and I'm still waiting to hear from uh, one or two more people, but the number might be 22. I can gain well. a bunch of weight if you need to make it 24 people. I'm going to choose not to respond to that comment. <laughs> um, Make yourself large enough to count for two. So, yeah, uh, I guess that um, that that closes it. So, um, till next time, we, we're com- or is it? Probably, we might, maybe, maybe not. Okay, um, this podcast might live one additional day. We could, we could, uh, we could live one, live another day, or we could be crazy and decide to do a, a series retrospective. That 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 would be just an excuse for me to watch everything all over again. Who okay. knows? Or maybe a season retrospective, yeah. or a uh, you know, we can like talk about your proposed Rachel Ellsworth, Annie Wershing, Yvonne Slahovsky, Charlie's, Charlie's Angels. Angels. <laughs> um, I would Fitz? watch that. Fitz. I, blonde, redheaded, Asian, half quarter Asian. I would watch that. I definitely would watch that. Um, but in three days, because we're recording on Thursday, um, we will be no. In four days, <laughs> Friday, Saturday, we, Sunday, Monday. Well, it's, yes. uh, well, it's actually Friday now because it's late at night. In three days or three and a half days, we all will be watching the twenty-four Living of the Day season finale. Um, so event finale yes so it's going to be really exciting hopefully we're looking forward to it uh and i hope you guys have enjoyed today's podcast uh so austin whatever happened here didn't happen shut it down Thanks for listening to 24 Cast Another Day. If you have questions or comments, you can tweet David at DeepSky24MDNA, that's the number 24, and Austin at Mr. Chupon, that's M-R-C-H-U-P-O-N. Or you can drop us a line at our podcast page at 24ladcast.tumblr.com. Again, that's 24ladcast.tumblr.com. Please keep in scope to anything about the most recent episode to date and prior. No questions or comments about reported rumors or spoilers about future episodes, or even anything you saw in the promo for next week's episode. We really don't like spoilers. Thanks a lot.